drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown to Cornelius, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Cornelius. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on everybody? Friday, we are back in the house. And if you didn't check out our Wednesday show, you got to go back and check that out. We talked about that big win against the Los Angeles Chargers at Ford Field. Me and Grifka were there. We gave you a rundown of getting down to the game, throwing footballs at random strangers in the D, hanging out with Grifka's buddy who had similar takes that deserved, I don't know, uh, something like uh, this. I would have just been belling him all day for these uh, old school Lions takes, but he was a great dude. And we appreciate the hospitality. It was fun to hang out. Um, Grifka yelled at some, uh, you know, fast food workers, which I thought was uncalled for, but was funny. Lots of other stories that we talked about. So that was good times. <clears throat> and uh, I don't know, after two weeks if the people don't realize, uh, the Detroit Lions are this. I'm undefeated, never lost. Undefeated, never lost. 1-0-1, oh, heading into week three, heading to brotherly love, heading to Philly. Um, normally, you got Carson Wentz uh, out there with all his weapons and big old defense. They are beat up across the board. That doesn't mean we're going to take them lightly. It doesn't mean it's an automatic win, but it means that the Lions need to go in there. Um, feeling good about themselves after a dub, play solid football as they have been. Um, don't let people tell you, oh, they got lucky, oh, it was just kind of a fluke win. Any win in the NFL is huge. Super excited about it. Grifka, we did a different version last week with a, mm, hey, buddy, but uh, I got another one for you today. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Uh, hey, buddy. Oh, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, man, just looking forward to this game on Sunday. It's going to be huge. And uh, TGIF. Grifka, it's a big football game, as they all are. We should be riding high, like I say, super excited. Um, can't wait to get it going. What the uh, what the heck's going on this week? Let's get into this. Yeah, um, yeah, this is a big game. I want to touch and really want to talk about it, dig into it. But uh, first things first, I, I want I have one question for you. Um, uh, do you make a run at, uh, Jalen Ramsey? Oh boy, here we go. Grifka, the people probably know that, um, follow me on Twitter. We went, uh, I went on about this a little bit. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm just a little torn on it because, you know, this is a great football player at a position that's not only a need, big need, <laughs> even though Rashad Melvin has played incredible, um, it's a position I would pay normally, cornerback. Um, you know, it could really make this defense something special. But as the people saw online, I put, like, I just don't know. I can't really do it because I don't know where this guy's head is at. You know, he's 
anytime anything goes half haywire, he's flipping out. He's talking like Dion back in his heyday, talking about putting himself on layaway and how much money's coming out of Brink's trucks. Like, I don't know that you can pay him the money he wants as well as like make him the star he wants to be and win the way he wants to win right now in Detroit. I feel like we're heading that way, but if you add this guy and everything doesn't go swimmingly, I don't know, you know, how good it's going to be not only for the locker room, but just in general, but he's a heck of a football player. So like I say, I lean towards not because of the contract and because of just, if he was Jalen Ramsey from like two years ago where he had his head on straight, you didn't hear much from him. He was a heck of a lockdown corner. He'd come up and hit you in the mouth. I mean, yeah, I'd be all over it, but I just don't know where this guy's head's at now. I think he'll probably go to a good team and be an absolute boy scout and ball out. But, um, gosh, I don't know. I'd probably have to pass just because of the money. But, uh, so I put that out on Twitter. Now what we really got to talk about is your response, which just floored me because I was ready for you just to be like, Oh, you know, we don't need those kind of players. You know, I'm not going to overpay for a guy like this, this, and the other. Instead, you were just like, sign him. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, Grifka has gone crazy because he's always like, you know, anti, you know, everything that sounds great like this. And here he was all about it. But then I remembered your take on Antonio Brown, which was sign him. He's a good football player. He'll be a good receiver. Yeah. Okay. He also wants 20 million bucks, Grifka, and he's kind of crazy and he's 30 some years old. So again, didn't totally surprise me when I remembered that, but tell the people your take. And then, uh, like I say, I'd probably pass from a GM perspective. Yeah. Right. Uh, once again, we are the fans podcast, and I look at stuff like this as a fan. I'm always mm-hmm. trying to look to get the most talent on the team and the best players where you're always kind of like, well, you know, you don't want to pay a guy who's still on a rookie contract. Okay, what money are we paying him? So what? And then it's always funny, like, when it comes to draft time, you're always like, I don't care. The Lions need some of those guys that are a little rough around the edges. They need to get those guys and work on them, and they'll be okay. You know, look at the look at Randy Moss. He was that. And you're like, they need guys like that. They're always going after choir boys. They need tough guys. So your whole thing is with Jalen Ramsey, you're worried about he's a little bit of a malcontent. So which one would you rather have? I mean, do you only want choir boys, or is like he's you scared away this guy all of a sudden? So, yeah, he would uh, make this defensive backfield one of the best in the league. He's young. He's still on his rookie contract, so yeah, you're not paying him. You know, so I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, he, it sounds like on his Twitter, he even kind of wants to come to Detroit. So Detroit, step up. You know, give Jacksonville some stuff before the New England Patriots waltz in with their trade demand of like, oh, here's some Boston baked beans and some free, uh, free uh, tours of the Freedom Trail here in Boston, and like Jacksonville jumps all over it for nothing and. You know, Jalen Ramsey's you know playing for the Patriots and their defensive backfield, and they're just winning another Super Bowl. So, uh, big deal. You give him a first round pick somewhere. You know, you you want to get this team where it is. You know, he puts him in. You know, he puts him where we expect him to be. It's going to be in the late twenties. You know, so what? You know, big deal. Go get it. You know, go get him. You know, he's going to be you know great in that defensive backfield with Slay. You know, so yeah, of course, as a fan, I would I would take him. Grifka, this is where I have to cue up my boy, Mister T, on you. Shut up, fool. Shut up, fool. It's time to quit jammering before I start hammering. I pity myself that I got to be with these fools. And and then I got to cue up the other scholar. His name is Rashid Wallace on your take of my way of building a football team or my takes in the past. So, Sheed, please talk to Grifka about his take just now. Oh, that's felonious. It's felonious. 
felonious, Grifka. First of all, like, I am always preaching that the Detroit Lions need some dogs. We need some nasty football players. We do not need a boys choir. But, you know, I'm I'm not sitting here wanting to bring in a bunch of uh, uh, just players that are off their rocker either. And right recently, Jalen Ramsey's off his rocker. Now, could I see him being a guy, too, that Detroit would love if his head was on straight and he was kind of nasty, but he was all for winning and our, everything was going great with our team? Of course, but everything would have to go great or else, you know, at this point. So that's my concern. Let me break down a couple other your bad takes. First of all, you said 20th pick. Who cares? If you go get Jalen Ramsey with the current team we have, that's an all-in play. And you know why it's an all-in play, Grifka? Because you're not getting him on his rookie contract. Do you think the Lions are going to just trade? He's going to come to Detroit, and he's going to just play here with without demanding not only a new deal but being the highest-paid cornerback in football? Yeah, I don't think so. So you're you're giving up a first round, and they said either a first and second, first and fifth, whatever it would be. Some high draft capital, that's going to hurt you. Then you're also paying this man. I mean, I don't know that you can construct a roster where you have Slay at $12 million, Jalen Ramsey probably at like $18 million, probably wants quarterback money, and actually, you know, keep a good football team. Now, like I said earlier, I pay corners, defensive ends, left tackles, quarterbacks. Those are my main type positions that I pay. He falls in that category. If he came here and put us over the top and was just loving football again and was being nasty and shut down, would I love it? Of course. Like you said, we're the fan show, but that doesn't mean I'll just willy-nilly say that we want everybody like your take on Antonio Brown. Yeah, how has that worked out, you know? Yeah, he's a heck of a football player, but he had all types of other things, and you just don't pay a receiver that type of money. So, this is one where, like, if everything went perfect, I'd love him in a Detroit uniform, but I think the prudent move is just sort of, like, steer clear, keep building your team the way you're building it with good draft picks, you know, the skill players you do have, and paying those premier positions, which they did in Trey Flowers, who you ran down last show and said he was terrible. Like, you know, they're building it the right way. I don't know if I want to rock that boat right now as much as – you know, yeah, and Madden, if you plug him in, him, Slay, and the rest of our DBs, like, it's incredible. And that's what I said online. Yeah, it, it is incredible. It does make me think twice. And if they did do it, you know, of course, I would be all in hoping that it works. But there's a lot of wild card issues, too. So that 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 was my take. Okay. <laughs> we could do a whole we could do a whole other show on this, but uh, let's not do that. Let's uh, dig in and. Uh talk about this Philadelphia game because that's what people want to hear about. But uh, let's first uh, get a, a word from our sponsors. Yes, sir. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. 
Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Everybody, we're back. Uh, Rip Hamilton took us to the break with the Yes Sir. Gotta love that. Shout out to the 04 Pistons and uh, the Going to Work team. And and I think this Detroit Lions team has got some lunch pail to them and some just finding a way to win too. So hope they can keep it up. Grifka, we're heading into Philly. We're, uh, I don't know, this uh, this guy said this quote about our team. I'm undefeated, never lost. Going in there with an unbeaten record, got to love it. I mean, what are we talking about? What are you thinking about this football game? Yeah, my, uh, I'm thinking, once again, we all know Philly's a tough place to play. And, uh, you know, they got a good team. And uh, I think they have some of the worst fans in the league, even though there's plenty of people like, uh, oh, they're very knowledgeable. No, Philly fans are jerks. They boo everything. They boo the concession taker when they say they're out of, you know, their Bud Light when all they have is Miller Light, you know. So, yeah, it's just one of those dumb things where, you know, the fans get a lot of pub for that team. And, you know, I think, once again, they're one of the favorite teams in the NFL, pretty much like every other team in that division. You know, so, uh, but still, it's going to be a tough place to play. They are a little dinged up, like you had mentioned. Um, it starts with the quarterback, Carson Wentz. He was a little banged up against Atlanta, but it uh, looks like he's going to play. And, um, look, you know, even though Corey Clements heard, he's kind of buried in the depth chart behind Jordan Howard and, uh, you know, Miles Sanders and Darren Sproles there as a third down back. Um, Detroit seemed to have struggled a little bit with the running game against uh, the uh, Chargers, a little bit on the edges there and on some of the cutback lanes. Do you see uh, those running backs for uh, Philadelphia giving the uh, giving the Lions uh, defensive line and linebackers any trouble? Um, well, I I wrote, again, if people hopefully are checking uh, some of the stuff I'm doing on Lions Wire out, I, get, I do a fantasy football weekly article. It comes out every Thursday morning. Uh, I highlighted this game as one of the games to watch from a fantasy perspective, and Miles Sanders was one of the guys I had on my list as an intriguing player, meaning, like, you really don't know yet what you're going to get out of him. You know, is he going to get the rock? You know, he's a good player, but he's a rookie. They're obviously mixing in Jordan Howard, a few other players. But, uh, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, Miles Sanders is a guy, I think, to watch. I think that the rest of their running back core doesn't scare me, as well as what I'm really intrigued about is, uh, you know, will Jared Davis be back? You know, they, they said he was doing some things. They're obviously listing him as limited across the board on all these injury reports. That's just classic Matt Pat double B type stuff on the injury report, just putting limited all the way until they're ready to go. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in a jersey or if they play him in limited packages. And I'm really excited to see him and Jelani Tavai when the games count, when they're next to each other, how it could free up uh, JD, as well as, uh, you know, I think you had mentioned it. Um, we were at our tailgate and whatnot that uh, you've kind of come around on Jelani Tavai, as have I once I read up more and seen him play, that he has a few deficiencies, but this guy can really play some football. He's clogging up the middle, creating turnovers. 
Um, basically, I think he was in the rookie of the year or rookie of the week running just based on his play this first week or so. I mean, really been better than you could have hoped for from that draft pick. And uh, so, yeah, I think those guys will be able to control their run game. But like I say, Miles Sanders is still somebody to uh, to consider, no doubt. Yeah, that uh, Sanders being that quick, you know, kind of uh, back right there. And uh, I think the Lions really need to clean up that cutback lane because it seems like the Chargers really exploited that. And uh, that's something that uh, obviously Matt Pat and, you know, Mother Goose are going to have to adjust to because I think, you know, obviously Philly's going to watch that tape and try to do some of the same stuff. And honestly, I think Philadelphia, one of their major strengths on that team is their offensive line. I mean, with uh, Jason Peters and Lane Johnson at the tackles, their guards are pretty good, but um, they got um, Jason Kelsey at center. And um, I think he's one of the better centers in the league. So that that defensive line is going to have its hands full. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, holding holding the point of attack, setting the edge. And like you said, um, Miles Sanders is definitely somebody to really watch in this game. Um, as for the wideouts, though, um, we saw um, Darius Slay. He had, a, he had a little bit of trouble with Keenan Allen. But uh, Sean Jackson, that guy can, you know, he's been around for a long time, but he can still, you know, open it up, get down the field. He got hurt and doesn't sound like he's going to play. But Elshon Jeffrey, he was dinged up, and I know he's kind of limited. They still have that Nelson Aguilar there in the slot. And um, Zach Ertz at tight end. And uh, even though uh, the other Philadelphia tight end was at uh, Dallas, uh, was it Goddard? He was, he was hurt, and I don't think he's going to play. Um, do you see Carson Wentz being able to kind of pick apart the Lions, you know, passing defense kind of like the way he did against uh, the way Philip Philip Rivers did for the Chargers, or do you think um, adjustments will be made to hold this uh, wide receiver core in check? I mean, like you said, you ran it down there. I mean, if, if they're going with no Djax, no Alshon, no Goddard, Ertz a little banged up. I mean, I like Carson Wentz as a quarterback. I think he has a great head on his shoulders. I think that he more times than not plays, you know, really high end football when he's healthy and when, you know, he has those type of playmakers. But, you know, when he doesn't, I I don't think you'll get picked apart, as you put it. I mean, again, I ragged on you last show because – yeah, do I think the Phillies going to make plays regardless? Yes. Do I think Carson Wentz, I mean, he made an incredible play last week where he's basically like falling to his knees. Well, actually, I have a good sound clip for this. This is Beetlejuice from the uh, Howard Stern show. This is just a classic sound. This is uh, Carson Wentz going down to his knees to make a throw last week. Listen to this. I put him down to his knees, buddy. Beetlejuice, just the greatest character. Uh, he was like getting ready to fight somebody. He's a little midget, but uh, Carson Wentz going down to his knees. I'll put him down to his knees, buddy. And like right before his knee hit, he just threw this incredible pass. Like not even like two yards down the field. This thing was like 10, 15 plus yards down the field on a dime. It's crazy. So like I think Carson Wentz will make some plays. I mean, again, I just telling you and others, like, hold your head when he is making those plays that, you know, if the score is close and you tip your cap, these are NFL players and I'm not going to overly worry about it. But we've also got blown out in Philly back in the days with McNabb and Westbrook and all that. So it's kind of like, yeah, I don't want to see that happen where we just go in there and next thing you know, we're down 21. But if the game's close, Carson Wentz is kind of finding a way with some of these retooled offensive players he has. 
hey, good for him. As Grifka would say, congratulations. But like, in my opinion, it's kind of like he just lived with the plays he makes. Yeah, I would love it if all those guys were out that you mentioned and the Lions, you know, stiffen up that run defense, get after the quarterback a little more than they have. And, you know, everyone's sort of ragging on that offense, but I still feel like the first two games, I'm more than happy with our overall offensive scheme, much better than with JBC. Um, Stafford seems much more healthy as well as much more consistent with a little bit of moxie too. So if we bring all that to the game, I don't see why we're not in this throughout as well as, you know, have a good chance to win it. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. If, uh, Philadelphia can only trot out, you know, a portion of their talent. That definitely helps the Lions. I think it's going to be one of those things with Carson Wentz getting a little dinged up against Atlanta. Atlanta may be looking to get the ball out of his hands a little quicker. Even though the Lions haven't shown very much of a pass rush in the first couple games, it's still going to be something that, you know, could turn up at, you know, at any point. So they may utilize Zach Ertz more, Nelson Aguilar more, simply because they're that those tight wide receivers or tight, you know, that in close where they can throw a little more of a hot route to get the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands, kind of protect him a little more. Because if Carson Wentz goes down, he's he's been known to, you know, get injured and the backup, you know, has come through. But, you know, Nick Foles isn't there anymore. It's I think Josh McCown now, I believe, is the backup that journeyman. And, uh, you know, there's a reason you're a journeyman. Yeah, he's been around for 12, 13, 14 years, but there's a reason why he's played for, like, 18, 19, 20 teams. So um, I I think that's what Philadelphia's going to have to do. They're going to have to scheme it to get the ball out of Wentz's hands. And without uh, Deshaun Jackson there to really stretch the field, um, I don't see too many plays where they're really throwing it deep an awful lot. So um, as for – What's that? Uh, since I just did a Beetlejuice clip, get this one. So like, I always like hit the Grifka bell when you agree with me, which you got to get back to that gimmick. I mean, you know, you agree with me on almost everything, but you're steering away from it. But next time you agree with me, maybe I'll just hit you with this one. Yeah, I understand. I got it in my head, dude. <laughs> Another classic Beetlejuice quote. Everybody got to hear that one more time. That's just gold right there. Yeah, I understand. I got it in my head, dude. <laughs> oh, hilarious, man. Good stuff. So I, I found a couple classic Beetlejuice. Had to get them on the soundboard. Um, yeah, those are good. But uh, let's move on here. You had mentioned the offense and Matt Stafford being, uh, you know, having some more moxie, a little more comfortable. Now, uh, Philadelphia, once again, we all know Jim Schwartz is the defense coordinator. And I uh, was reading an article earlier this week that uh, Doug Peterson was kind of surprised that Jim Schwartz hasn't got another head coaching job. So not for sure about that, but uh, I mean, Philadelphia does have some talent on that defense, um, starting with their uh, defensive ends and uh, Brandon Graham and uh, Derek Barnett. So uh, once again, the offensive tackles for the Lions are going to have their hands full. Uh, you think they can have another performance? I mean, like last week, we all know, you know, Rick Wagner played pretty well, and uh, Crosby was in for uh, Decker, but Decker's back at practice this week, so it looks like he's going to play. So uh, you think uh, the offensive line can? Uh, you know, have another performance like they did against the Chargers? Griff, because I often do. Before I get to that, um, you know how we do the wow off where it's uh, you saying wow versus the the classic wow sound? You know how we do that? Yeah. The, the, I'm about to have a, uh, something similar to that, but it's going to be like what Jim Schwartz thinks of himself versus what I think. So you want to do this here? I'm about to uh, 
have this uh, back and forth. You ready? Yeah, I'm interested in this. This is uh, Jim Schwartz about himself. I'm a good coach. And this is what I think. You overgrown 500-pound bag of monkey crap. Jim Schwartz about himself. I'm a good coach. Me. You overgrown 500-pound bag of monkey crap. All right. I just want to get that in. Um, so back to your question, Griffka. So we, <laughs> we've got we got Jim Schwartz. Was your question, is he going to be able to, like, mess with our offensive line? Was that your question? No, my question was, do you believe that the offensive line can turn in another performance against Philadelphia's defensive line like they did against the Chargers, even though Taylor Decker will probably be back for Mason Crosby? Yeah. Well, that's the same thing. Like, will the will the defense get after our old line via Jim Schwartz, the 500-pound bag of monkey crap, uh, or will we be able to hold up like we did against the Chargers? So, <clears throat> you know, somebody online said something. I, I wrote, like, Jim Schwartz is going to blitz every play. It's what he does, and uh, we just got to be ready for it and make him, make him hurt. And then some, you know, stat nerd was like, um, I, I think I should tell you, Jim Schwartz blitzes the least amount of any defensive coordinator. And I'm like, I'm like, really? Because every time I watch a game, Philly is just – not only bringing the house, but they're still running that stupid wide nine BS that, yeah, that worked really well when we uh, did that. It leaves just ridiculous running gaps. So carry on Johnson. Yeah. On my list as a guy that should have a great football game and he's still running that terrible <clears throat> defense, but you know, Jim Schwartz, I think he not only likes to bring pressure. He thinks he can just outthink anybody on the defensive side of the ball. So I think they're going to try to, dream up all types of different coverages and stuff for us. And I think, yeah, I think the offensive line, like, you know, I wasn't as surprised that they did. Okay. Like they're, they're NFL football players. Crosby was in the fifth round. I had him graded as what a second, third round pick. He slipped down because of concussions and because of this, that, and the other, like he hasn't played that well at times, but again, you know, this is like preseason. He's in there with a bunch of backups. Like once I got him in there with the other good offensive linemen, he held himself really well and did fine. So I really don't overly worry about the offensive line unless you're giving up 20 sacks in Minnesota or whatever that was a couple of years ago. That was just an absolute embarrassment. But Stafford can get the ball out quick. I feel like they'll hold up fine and uh, they'll just have answers for whatever Philly wants to do from both a defensive perspective and just from a protection you know, point of view when it comes to figuring out how to deal with whatever they bring defensively. So I feel good about it. Yeah, uh, it's good stuff there. I feel the same way. I do want to apologize to uh, Tyrell Crosby. I must be I must be thinking about that Monday night game we're going to because I misspoke and called him Mason Crosby. So uh, once again, Tyrell Crosby paid for uh, Taylor Decker. He was in there for him last week. So um, the way Crosby played, if Decker's not 100%, I think you kind of put him back out. Th- I think you put him back out there. Uh, Crosby played pretty well against, you know, um, Bosa and uh, Ingram. So uh, I, I think Brandon Graham's good, but I believe Derek Barnett, if you're taking all four of those guys I just named off, Derek Barnett's going to be like the, I guess, the fourth choice. So uh, Crosby, if Taylor Decker's not 100%, everybody knows how I feel about him. I think you run him out there again. Um, that's just that's just my take. So, yeah, I believe the offensive line can have another performance like they did. Um one matchup area I believe the Lions really favor in this one is the uh, is the tight end versus the linebacker position. Like, who's going to cover 
you know, Jesse James, who's going to cover Hawkinson, who's going to cover who's ever coming out of the backfield, because I believe the the linebackers for the Philadelphia Eagles is probably their weakest position on the defense, and I believe Detroit can exploit that. I mean, they got like Nigel Branham and Zach Brown back there, but I, I don't think either one would be able to cover, you know, Hawkinson or Jesse James, or if they have Ty Johnson coming out of the backfield, or even if they're running like a screen pass, swing pass out for carry on Johnson. So uh, I believe Detroit can game plan this and exploit those short passes and even get the tight ends down the seams. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you think that uh, the tight ends may have a bigger influence in this game than they did the last game? Griffka, real quick, was that more positive words from you about T.J. Hawkinson? Uh, yes, it was. Oh. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, I, I like your, I like your opinion there, kind of your view of the game. I mean, I, I see some of that happening. I also had T.J. Hawkinson on my list uh, when it comes to my fantasy football weekly. Of like I said, NFL to me is ebb and flows. So great week, disappeared last week probably see some more from him. Do I think he's going to get 130 some in a touch? No, but could I see him 60 and maybe finding the end zone or 75, 80 with no touchdown? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of those guys that you mentioned will probably have opportunities. Um, I also don't love Philly's corners. I mean, they got Darby and a bunch of kind of second rate players out there an aging Malcolm Jenkins, I think is still in their back end from a safety um, point of view. So I would think again, why not open up the wide receivers as well as just, you know, be a little bit fearless on offense. So run it, throw it short, chuck it deep. I, I like everything in this game. Yeah, I was, uh, I was good. You know, get the bell out. I do agree with you on that as well. I think, uh, Ronald Darby, he's okay. And I think the other starting cornerback right now, I think it's listed as like Sidney Jones. And, you know, not knowing too much about him, I think he's come, he's get the bell out. He's not that great. And uh, Malcolm Jenkins, he's uh, he's that savvy veteran that everybody talks about in the defensive backfield, kind of like uh, the Glover Quinn last year. Um, I think he's lost a couple steps. That's just me. And um, Rodney McLeod's their, their other safety. He's actually, he's actually pretty good. You know, so uh, he would be the guy in the defensive backfield that I would really worry about um, if I was the Lions. But it's one of those things I think the Lions have a slight edge there as well with uh, Marvin Jones and uh, and uh, Kenny Galladay. And I think this might be one of those games where uh, Danny Amendola gets a few more targets than uh, what he did last week against the Chargers. So I just don't think the, the back line of the uh, Eagles defense it's not that great. And I think it's one of those things where Detroit should be able to uh, exploit it. And um, if it's one of those things where they're going to pound their head against the wall, if they can't get the run game going, it's just like, just turn the page. Let's, you know, let's open up the pass game, you know, make those players drop back and that could open up the run game a little more as well. I like it. Except for if you're going to say, I agree with you and let me do Beetlejuice. You got to give me like an extra second. Yeah, I understand. I got it in my head, dude. I'll probably mostly stick with the bell, but Beetlejuice is classic. So, um, yeah, good stuff, man. Like, say, this is a – I don't know. I know we're pubbing it up, like throw it, run it, whatever we want to do, but it's, it's not like I feel like this is going to be an easy game to go win. You know, this is still a really tough road game, you know, no matter what Philly's roster is looking like. So I'm just really interested to see what happens when they kick it off. 
Yeah, let, um, let's put it this way. Detroit right now in Vegas, the line, they're a seven-point dog. Seven points is a lot, you know, in any pro game. And uh, what do you have for a final score? What, what, do you, uh, what do you see in this outcome as? Well, before I give my score, Grifka, we got a, a certain caller. He's been a staple now of the show. Uh, Bob has uh, has called in again and would like to give his take on the game. I mean, I don't know if you heard the uh, the fantasy show, Grifka, or not. Um, but uh, we have settled on Bob. He likes to go by B&B. We uh, dropped a, a rock promo where he uh, made fun of his name, which is pretty good. But uh, let's go ahead and get B&B in here and see what he's got to say about the game, and then I'll give my take. What's up, Detroit Kune? Man, this is B&B calling back, man. I'm going to give you my predictions, man, and, and, and the predicament of what's going to happen in this game, man. My what, man? No, man, it's not on the radio, man. I'm trying to do a recording. <laughs> Shoot. Anyway, man, I think I think the Detroit Lions is going to beat the Philadelphia Eagle. Mm, let's go 17-10, man. Yeah, restore the world, Derek O'Kareen. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. B and B. I don't know what the other B is. We'll have to sort of figure that out. But Bob, B and B, like, he he likes – I mean, he's got some issues with pronunciation. We've got predicament. I think there was a another word mispronounced there. He's called me O'Kareen, like, uh, multiple times on the show. Um, I don't know what's going on with him and his, I think his mom. I don't know if he lives in the basement or what's going on there. But, uh, you know, B&B might have some issues, but we appreciate his support of the show. He's got, I think it was 1710 is what he had. I mean, he wants to restore the roar, too. I mean, join the club. We all want to get that back where it needs to be. But uh, 1710, I don't know. You know, it's a decent prediction, like, from – from my perspective, like I think there'll be a few more points put up on the board. I mean, if I had to predict this one, I'm going to go 24 for the Lions. And, oh gosh, I want to make it a field goal game, but I don't think it's going to be a field goal. I think it's going to be a little more than that. So give me 24 for the Lions and 17 for the Philadelphia Eagles. Big road victory. Wow. And that was I think what when we were doing our preseason predictions, um, I think we both had this as a loss. Um, but well, okay. So uh, coming off a big victory, Grifka, did did you know that our team is 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 absolutely unbeaten? I mean, undefeated, uh, one win, one tie. I mean, that doesn't get you fired up. I'm undefeated, never lost. Like. At changing my tune, we're playing good football right now. We got to go in and get this dub in Philly. I mean, like you said, it's a tough game. You know, Philadelphia's a tough place to play. They still got uh, Carson Wentz under center, and they uh, do have a few weapons on offense, not nearly as many as they had. You know, they are a little dinged up. Um, um, still, I mean, like you said, any any road win is a, is a, is a good road win. And still, this, I think it's going to be a tough game for Detroit. Um Gosh, I really want to drink the Kool-Aid on this, but I gave it a loss early, you know, when we were doing our preseason predictions. So, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that again. Um, but like I said, it's gonna be a close game. I'm gonna go Philadelphia probably 20 and Detroit uh, 17. You know, I know that sounds bad, but uh, you know, like I said, doing the preseason, you know, had it as loss, but uh, I don't think this is the game that they win. You know, to make up for the tie. So uh, uh, I'm going Philadelphia 20, Lions 17. 
Serenity now! Serenity now! Serenity now! Oh, Grifka, you're using your head, buddy. You just told me I was a fan show. We got to we gotta serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid. Uh, we got to go 2-0-1, heading back to upset the Chiefs, man. Uh, that's what I'm serving up for the people. Big, tall glass of Detroit Kool-Aid. Huh. Yeah, that's uh, you can put it in the uh, Detroit Kool-Aid pitcher and glasses that you had from when we went to the Chargers game. Absolutely, man. Drink it in, man. Cornbread. <laughs> what, what 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 else we got? Um, I'm all tapped out. Is there anything you want to cover before we get out of here? Grifka, I'm good. I, I I just need you to promise me, like you're gonna sit through this game, the bad things that happen, you're gonna deal with. You know, if the Lions get whooped by two to three touchdowns. I got no problem with you sulking and carrying on. If it's a close game, you hang in there with our team. You, they showed their moxie this past game. They won a close one. They, you know, made plays when it counted. You know, they they hung together as a team. Matt Pat's getting this together. So please just hang in there in this game, regardless of refs, anything. And, and please don't text me with some of your negativity. Drink the Kool-Aid and I know your prediction is like what most fans will say. It's kind of like the, you know, let me go with the, with the easy one, which is that they'll fall short because if they do that, then uh, I apologize to people, man. I've been, uh, been coughing and hacking here. I'm just not feeling so well, uh, probably because Grifka's exploits with the McDonald's people um, uh, might've served me a bad hamburger, but uh, Grifka, we're going to go into Philly. I'm telling the people right now. We're going to go into Philly. We're going to like absolutely be a nightmare on defense. You know, all these people that you've ragged on, Trey Flowers, all oh, snacks isn't making many plays. They're all going to show up. Carry on Johnson's going to have a hundy and a touch. And the Lions are going to do exactly what I said they're going to do. They're scoring the, in the mid to low 20s. And Philly's not going to have the firepower to keep up with us. So, sorry, Philly fan. You know, what is it, E-A-G-S, Eagles or whatever? I mean, it's going to be L-O-S-E-R-S, losers, because the Lions are coming out of there with a dub. You can take that chant and uh, chant it all the way home, Philly fan, and go, uh, you know, hate on Santa Claus, too, while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I don't want to hear "Fly Eagles Fly." That's another dumb fight song. So, because Grifka, you know that <coughs> Grifka, you know the Lions fans as well as the Detroit Kool Aid drinkers are this. Thank you to the greatest fans in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we 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 got the fans. Philly is just like you say. They think they got it figured out. There's a bunch of jabrones over there. Yep. Agreed. So big win. You heard it here first. Grifka's on the fence. This is normal spot. You know, he'll be happy when they win. He told you they lost because that's the simple answer. Grifka, you got anything else for the people? Uh, nope. Everybody, thank you so much. Please hit us up on Twitter. We, uh, we or Grifka didn't do any cheap plugs today, but you can hit me up at Derek Oakry, D-E-R-E-K. O-K-R-I-E, and you can definitely tweet at Grifka with uh, football talk, or you can actually get at him with hate tweets of some of his takes here today on the show with at 
Grifka DKC. He loves to uh, hear all those, like when TJ Hawkinson is blowing up, he loves to get those those tweets as well as, you know, when the team's winning, make sure to send him uh, tweets, uh, make sure that he's excited about it, but uh, hit us up there. Please give us a review on Apple iTunes. That really helps us out. Listen to our sponsors, go, uh, go hit up Spotify and, and uh, all those types of great sponsors we have. And uh, man, we'll be back next week. Talking lions football Wednesday and Friday with a fantasy football show on Monday. So thank you everybody. Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Um, can't wait and uh the other guy that said can't wait also said this i'm undefeated never lost hopefully we'll be be able to play that soundbite next week as well thanks everybody we're get up out of here have a great weekend let's go lions drink it in man